And we are back. Hello, everyone. How's it going? Uh, welcome back to another episode of Before the After Talk with Carlisle Chua. Uh, today, I wanted to do a little, uh, I guess, something a little bit different. Um, basically, what we're gonna do today is we're gonna take a trip down memory lane. Um, and we are going to be uh, reading back what I learned in 2017. Um, I guess to give a little context for this, uh, every single year since 2017, I started listing things, uh, like in the new year, I would list things down that I learned, like 17 things I learned in 2017, 18 things I learned in 2018, 19 things, blah, 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 you already get it. So I do that and I do that on my dump, like I list it all down, um, everything that I learned that year and it's kind of a way for me to look back on the year and reflect on it and basically just take take what I can from the year and move forward with it to the next few years. And um, yeah, I wanted to do that today because I don't know, I haven't done it in a while and it's been on my to to like my podcast topic ideas for a while and i think now it should is the one of the best times i should i could do it so we're gonna do that right now i'm just scrolling back all the way um to 2017 to get the list of things i learned and guys can i just say it's it was it's a long way back because i use my dump a lot like i use it a lot a lot so um yeah basically i love my dump account the most like it's one of it's my favorite account i have on instagram and if you don't know i have like five accounts on instagram um it's one of my favorite accounts because i really can just be my 100 percent authentic self here and it doesn't really matter uh it doesn't really matter what I post here and it doesn't really matter who follows me here because it's really just me being my realist self and if they want to follow me through that journey then they can but if also if I annoy them then that's on them and whatever I don't give a shit anyway so it's always in in, on Instagram um it's a three picture or three image grid kind of thing so I have three white squares where I post the list what this i hope you guys understand what i'm talking about but here is the first picture i make it super duper long um the captions are super duper long uh and it's really emo so we're gonna just jump right into it okay here we go i'm gonna read it first and then i'll like dissect it after this was me in december 31 2017 Okay, I didn't do this last year, but I feel like it's only right that I do it this year. I'm gonna reflect on my 2017. 2017 has been a pretty shitty year. I'm not gonna lie when I say that all that I was actually looking forward to disappointed me greatly. Nevertheless, I learned from my mistakes, disappointments, and especially my heartaches. There were so many deaths of such close family members that I honestly don't know how I got through them. My anxiety got a shit ton worse because of sets and I think I've become cynical after all the relationships that ended for me. But one of the 17 lessons that I learned in 2017 
was that the worst things that could ever happen to you could be the best lessons you learn in life. I learned that death is actually kind of beautiful, and I don't mean to sound morbid, but it's honestly only sad for the people that are left behind. The only ones who leave us... Ah, what? Yeah, the ones who leave us go back to God, and they finally get the rest. We cry and we hurt because we don't have them around anymore, but they really are going to a better place. So instead of hurting for yourself, it's better to celebrate for the ones who left us. I also learned from my anxiety that the world is a goddamn scary place, but I live in it every day and I am still alive. So that makes me a pretty brave person. Lastly, I learned a lot about myself from my heartaches. I learned how to make myself happy on my own and I learned that I never needed anyone to love me to know that I actu- I'm actually pretty loved. I realized my self-worth and now I know what kind of love I deserve. So yeah, it has been a pretty shitty year, but it wa- but it wasn't the shittiest. I grew a ton and I'm proud of th- who I've become because of it. I don't want to say bring it on 2018 because honestly, I'm extremely tired from fighting to survive 2017. So instead, please be bleh, bleh, sorry. So instead, please be kind to me 2018. I think that's nice. Um Wow, that's so sad, huh? Like, what was I going through in 2017? Well, to recount lang, uh, my uncle died on my birthday that year and, like, my mom was really going through it and she was super, uh, I guess, heartbroken over the fact that her eldest brother died so early on in life. Um, But he did die... I don't know if it was a peaceful death or not, but he was struggling with his health for like how many years, like 20 years, for as long as uh, for as long as I was alive, he was already having a lot of health issues. And so um, when he died, it was really just a time for him to rest. Like he didn't have to spend so much money anymore on bills and like parang he didn't have to keep going back to the hospital and struggling through his life and anything like that anymore. He just got the rest. And I feel like at the time of my birthday, when I was 17 years old, I was so angry because I was like, why did he have to die? Why? why like, why, why, why? Like, I was so mad. Um, and obviously, I felt bad because my family really felt the loss. Um, it really hit us because... He was so loving, he was so happy, and now he's just he's just gone. But I also realized that it's really only sad for us because we're the ones who don't get to um, be around him anymore. We don't get to have that experience anymore with him. And um, I guess it is kind of selfish for us because we are... We want them to still be alive just f- just so that we could be around them. But really, this was the best thing that could happen already. Obviously, the best scenario was that he would get better from all his illnesses. But the best realistic scenario was that he would die peacefully. And he did. And um, I think at the time, that's what I was alluding to. That it's okay that people die you have to accept it because it's a part of life. And at 17 years old, I guess that's what I was really um, 
thinking about. Um, another thing that I said on this is just to give you guys context. This is not yet the list, huh? But um, I said here also that my anxiety got worse because of sets. And uh, this kind of links to my uh, need to overachieve all the time. Basically, 2017, I was studying my fucking ass off to get into my dream college. Um, I was working so, so, so hard every single day for months. I was studying so hard and I was breaking down whenever I had to um, like do my application process, like filling up the form with my name on it, putting my... ID picture and everything. I had the worst anxiety about it. I were I was crying like when I received the form to fill up. Like it's just your it's just your basic information about yourself, like the your your address and everything. And I was crying because I was like, oh my god, I can't do this. What if I can't do this? And I was so afraid. I was crying all the time, talaga, because I went in to wait. I need to burp. I went in to this season the set season thinking i would never get into a college i had no future especially because i had a soiled record i really thought this is it i'm never going to make it anywhere this is the end of my life and i know that i was catastrophizing at the time and looking back at it now it's like that was such a small thing to worry about but um i don't know i it was a big deal for me and I feel so bad for 17-year-old Carlisle for ha- for having been super hard on herself about it because I'm here now and I'm in third year and it's all good. Like Things work out, but at the time, I never thought I would make it this far. Um, so I felt really, really, I feel really, really bad Um about this oh i want to hug her like just tell her like dude it's okay like oh my god like when i got into college everyone really like into my dream college parang everyone celebrated for me because they knew how hard i worked and they knew how scared i was that i wouldn't make it and like oh my god it i'm coming i come from a family with the like the most spotless record like not I guess I, I, I can't speak for my cousins and everything like that, but my family itself, like, they never did any, they never failed anything. My family has always been the cookie cutter type of family, and I felt, I am, I'm pretty, I'm, I don't know, like, I could say that I am the black sheep of the family, and I was so nervous because my situation was, my situation was so different from everyone else's in this family, and Maybe for other families, I my situation wasn't even that big of a deal. But because my family doesn't know how to handle these kind of things, it made it more of a deal for us and it made it scarier for me. Um, and I actually am glad that I was... Well, I'm obviously not glad to be the guinea pig of it all, but I'm glad that I, that my family now has someone like me who experienced something like that. Because it, like, I don't know, if our kids, if my future kids 
um, ever experience something like this, like they go on probation or they almost get kicked out of school or they just get in trouble or like if they're even, I don't know, questioning their sexuality and everything like that, they, my family has me to go to already. Like I'm a resource for them now because I had no one to turn to because everyone was perfect in my family. But now someone in the family is flawed so whoever else next that is flawed what whoever is flawed next what i don't know but the next flawed person has someone already there to tell to like guide them through it and i'm glad that's me because i feel like i would be the nicest about things like that i'd be the nicest about mistakes and i'd be the nicest about you know a lot of things my family's pretty harsh um and i think that you guys got that vibe already um in my last episode so yeah i'm not gonna delve into that anymore but knowing that there is someone like me now in the family is nice and i don't want to sound like cocky or anything like that i'm not but it's more of just appreciating what i what i went through already and making use of it in the future instead of hating the fact that it happened na lang. You know? Yeah. Anyway, so that's that. I kept saying 2017 shitty, 2017 shitty, I hate 2017, blah, 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 blah. And I was begging for 2018 to be kinder to me. So, yeah, the next picture is just, uh, it's a, a super short uh, caption lang. It's starting from the very beginning once again. Let's go 2018. Okay, I guess. Let's go. Okay. Next. Uh, this is actually the list already. Oh, wow. What is this? Who is this? Wow, so it was 100... 137... Uh, 135 weeks ago. Okay. Okay, girl. What's up? Let's go. Okay. 17 things I learned in 2017. 1. Should I go on a break first? I feel like I should. Hmm. No, I don't care. We'll do it in a bit after this. Okay, let's go. 17 things I learned in 2017. 1. Nothing lasts forever. There will be people in your life you thought will be there for you for a long time, but they won't, and that's okay. Um, I guess I was thinking about uh, the friends that I did lose that year. 2017 was the year that I cut off people. I cut off Charlie at this time, and it was pretty rough because I was so heartbroken over it. Like, dude, it's not easy to cut off Charlie. Like... I did it because I was so afraid of my family. I was being pressured into being straight and everything like that. And, oh my God, there were so many misconceptions, like, swirling around, so many doubts. And, like, people were saying so many things that I got lost and I got sidetracked so hard. And, um, it's so easy to be influenced by other people. And it's so easy to be told what to do when you don't know what to do gets parang when you're lost yourself you just look to other people to see what they're doing but that doesn't mean that what they're doing is the right thing to do 
you know, what if they're just as lost as you are? That's why I feel like you shouldn't really be following what other people... Or I don't know. I mean, like, sometimes, of course, you should follow the crowd and everything. But, like, with some certain things, they're really is no other way to go about them except by going with your gut and trusting yourself and um, do solving it the way you would solve it because no one else understands how to solve your specific problem. Parang, there's no one who's ever going to experience the same problem as you exactly. And so whatever you think is the right way to do it, maybe you should listen to your gut. But also, if you really don't know what to do, maybe don't just get advice from one person, but get advice from like a collective, uh, like a group of people so that, you know, you can, you can get many sides of it. You can ma- get many points of view. Then, un- like, I don't know, uh, get your understanding from each one and then act on your decision never just follow one person and never just do what someone else wants you to do because sometimes they don't know what's best for you and i honestly feel like you need to just trust yourself more what so yeah um what i learned from the first point I don't know, it's not, I mean, like, yeah, nothing lasts forever, there will be people in your life that will you thought will be there forever, and that does um, apply to me with, a, like, certain friends in my life, they have left me, and that's okay, but also the context of this was Charlie, and knowing that now, like, seeing it now after, what, three years I realize that you just shouldn't listen to other people. Don't act on what other people other people don't act on other people's judgments of your situation. You know? But yeah, nothing lasts forever. People will leave your life and that is a uh, that is applicable until now because I don't know, for me it's really hard to let go of people, especially that I le- I lost my best friend. Um I think like 10 months ago now. I lost my best friend and it was pretty rough on me and like I think reading this point that nothing lasts forever is kind of it makes me feel better about myself because it's like that's just how nature is that's like that's just how life goes it's not because you know it's not because you did something wrong or she did something wrong or no one did anything wrong but um Sometimes it's just in nature that you grow apart. Sometimes it's just the course of life that brings you apart and that's okay. Like, I am to that point in this breakup, quote-unquote breakup, with my best friend. Um, I'm in that point where I've accepted that it's not my fault, but it's not also her fault. It's just something that happens. And I have found peace in that uh, mindset. And yeah, I'm just continuing to move forward from there. (sighs) Okay, yeah, that's the first one. Next one. (laughs) We have 16 more to go, guys. Okay, the next one. 
everything you go through and every person you meet can make you a better person if you choose to let them. Everyone has their own set of good traits and you... Uh, uh, what? Again, sorry. Everything you go through and every person you meet can make you a better person if you choose to let them. Everyone has their own set of good traits and you cross paths with them because you're supposed to learn from them. Even when a toxic person comes around, you cannot deny that they also have at least one good value to share. Learn from everyone you meet so the people you meet can learn from you. Be an open book for people to read from and for people to write on. Okay, Carlisle. I, okay. I realized also, I remembered that this year was not only the year that I lost or like that I cut off Charlie, but also the year that I cut off another one of my 100% best friends. Um, she is the same best friend who had the drinking problem before. Um, I... I I talked about her before in another episode. Um I think when I was singing July, I think maybe. Yeah. Um I did say that we did have a toxic relationship and we did we didn't we were not seeing eye to eye, but we were best friends as in she was my person. Like like one is the one type of shit. Like she I thought she was my soulmate and everything. Like um we were best friends for like f- six years. Six years going strong, we were best friends and we were almost our seventh year. Uh, but w- I don't know, I broke it off with her because we couldn't do it anymore. It was just too toxic. We were just breaking up, getting back together, breaking up, getting back together in a friend way. But like, oh, it was so toxic. I don't even know. I'll, I don't think I should talk about, like, what we went through before, but, yeah, um, the reason why we stayed best friends for so long is because I saw so much good in her still, like, yeah, we were toxic for each other and everything like that, but she was so idealistic, and she was so, I don't know, there was just something about her that I loved so much, that even if we were fighting all the time, I wanted to stay her friend because I saw so much good in her and she went through so much growing up that in my head, it felt like all of the bad things that she did were excusable. And it's not. I personally believe now that you are not your past and whatever you whatever you had to go through when you were a kid does not excuse you from being a bad person now. Like, yeah, granted, you did grow up with a shitty, like, in a shitty childhood or, like, in a shitty household or whatever, but people still manage to, like, take it in stride and do something good about it instead of something evil. Um, And so, I, well, before I used to, like, excuse her from all the bad things she did but um i just loved her so much and it was so hard for me to let her go because i didn't know 
if I could ever find a best friend again. As in, guys, I was 17. Well, at the time, I was 16 years old when I left her. And it was so tough on me because... Dude, like... You just want to have someone who belongs to you and you belong to them. And at 16 years old, I wasn't thinking of dating. I was just thinking of friendship and I wanted to be surrounded by friends. And I thought the only way to have friends or the, like, the thing that you had to have is a best friend. Just, a, like, just one person, a designated person to yourself. And I thought that that, that person was this girl. But it just changes. It keeps on changing and changing throughout your life to fit who you are now, and that's okay. It just goes to show what type of person you are presently. Like, I think best friends are like clothes. And not in the sense now, oh my gosh, you just change. You just hop from group to group like it's no big deal. It's not like that. I think it's you wear something until it fits you. But once you grow out of it, you cannot force yourself to still fit the same clothes. You have to buy a new you have to buy new clothes. You have to change it up so that you could still be comfortable in what you're wearing. You know? Like you have to be comfortable. And if you're not comfortable anymore because you outgrew it, that's okay, because that's part of life. So that connects to the first um, bullet point still. Yeah. Whew, okay, let's do the third one. If you have love to give, please be generous about it. There are so many people who are really suffering because they feel like they aren't loved. Literally, a simple smile can brighten someone's day and even save a life. Be generous about the love you give because there are people who are running out of it quickly. Okay, that's really nice. I don't know. For me, it's like I've always um I've always had too much Ah, what? Tamaba. I always had too much love to give. And for me, focusing Wow, can you hear the siren? Uh Anyway, and for me, oh my gosh, hold on guys, I'm sorry, we're gonna take a little break so, and wait till the sirens are gone. Okay, we're back. Anyway, what was I saying a while ago? Um, yeah, I had a lot of love to give, but it was really hard to focus it on just one person because that person would get smothered with love and... I don't know, it's it's better if you're able to give that person enough love and be able to save the rest of it to put it somewhere else. Maybe to put it into yourself, maybe to put it on someone else who really needs it. But I feel like you shouldn't focus all of your love on just one thing. What? You know how other people are like, you should focus on one thing until you get good at it and everything like that. But um, it's different with people. Because sometimes, if you give too much love to one person, uh, they won't like it. They'll, you know, they'll feel smothered and some people don't like that. And 
maybe it's love wasted because they don't appreciate it. And I know that love isn't something that has to be appreciated all the time. But imagine it like a cup and you're pouring too much water into it. There's so much water that's being wasted there that could have been used to fill up another cup. So fill the cup up until, you know, until the preferred uh, amount and then fill up another cup with the remaining amount. Like, you don't have to pour it all into one thing. You can spread it out to other things that are worthwhile as well. Um, And for me, I was so focused on giving love to people, but I forgot that there were other people in my life who should have been watered as well. What? Yeah. I believe that I should have given love to more people and should have appreciated them more because they deserved it as well. And there are some people who really were going through such a hard time as well and they they needed love. Uh, and I wasn't giving them love because I was like, well, Anna, I can't give your, my love to you if I give it to someone else. Like, no. Dude, like, you as a person, are not built only for one other person. Like, I don't believe in soulmates, guys. I really don't believe it. I believe that... Like, I mean, like, come on, guys. It's so convenient naman if your soulmate just lived, like, a block away from you or something like that. Some I'm pretty sure, like, if soulmates existed uh, within the whole world, like, amongst the 7 billion people in the world, my soulmate would not just be someone who I go to school with. My soulmate would probably be in, like, Switzerland or something like that. Like, it's randomized, man. Like, I don't, I don't know. So, I don't believe in the one is the one thing. I believe that one is the many. I believe that your love could be put in so many other places and not just into the one. And I think that's just... Something to remember that just because you love this person a lot doesn't mean you can't love anyone else anymore. Um, Obviously, with cheating, that's not the same thing. Like, love... Well, you know, if you're polyamorous or whatever, like, sure, okay, whatever. But, like, um, in general, don't cheat on people. And, yeah, but at the same time, show love to everyone else because... Everyone else needs love as well. And I think I was saying here also, I was alluding to kindness in this bullet point. Like, dude, just be kind to everyone. Love everyone. Like, I remember I was going, I was so fragile at this time. And anything nice that someone did to me or said to me, I took it so personally. Like, I took it to heart. And it made me so loved. It made me feel so loved, even if they didn't even know how much it meant to me. The littlest things mean something to somebody. So just keep doing nice things. Because I'm pretty sure that someone will appreciate it. And someone needed to hear that, see that, feel that, whatever. So yeah, be kind. Not just nice. Like There's a difference between being nice and being kind. Because being kind comes from the heart. And being nice comes from, I don't know, like, 
politeness and that's not the same thing anymore like you could still hate someone and be polite you know like that's just it's just different kindness comes from the heart anyway for who okay the bigger the group you lead the more the people there are to not cooperate with you to judge you and to disagree with you a good leader is one who can manage them and find the middle ground Just because you are the leader does not mean that you get to decide everything. Leaders are given the power by the people, so you are not without you are not you are nothing without them. Okay. So uh in 2017 I guess this was when I was transitioning into becoming a leader, like a student leader already. Uh I was very very scared at the start because I didn't like when people didn't like me. I am a people pleaser and it was just really hard for me um, when people didn't like me because I was leading the way I knew how to lead. Um, here, I remember that I was always holding on to the saying big fish, ah, big fish, little pond, little pond, big fish, something like that. Like, you have to keep jumping ponds to keep growing. Um, and the bigger crowd you lead, of obviously, the more haters there are gonna be. Like, you know how, like, for example, I don't know how to do this, but like, diba, let's just say one-fifth will always hate you. So, like, it doesn't matter what size of group you have, whether it be five or fifty, there will be a one-fifth. There will be a fraction of that group that will hate you. And you have to accept that. Because that's just how life goes. Not everyone is going to like you. Not everyone is going to agree with you. And not everyone is going to follow your lead. Because people still have their own minds. People still have their own opinions of things. And that's okay. If there is an opposing force within your group, as a leader, what you're supposed to do is listen to that opposition and like find a way to find like you know to find the middle ground of it. The leader is not someone who just shuts away everything else that isn't like that doesn't align with the leader's thought process that's a dictator a leader is different because a leader like a leader oh well for me a leader is something is like like literally leading them somewhere but what if someone like for example you're a group nga you're leading them somewhere but someone knows a shortcut you listen to them like, maybe the other people in your group have something to offer. And I actually think people have something to offer, period. You are not, just because you're the leader doesn't mean that you're the smartest in the group, you know? It's like, parang, okay, most, most often than not, the leader will be the smartest in the group. But I personally do not think I am the smartest in any group that I lead. I don't think that's true. I think that I am just the one who's the best at facilitating. 
but that doesn't mean I'm the smartest. When I go into leading a group, I always think that they can teach me something I don't know too. And that's really, really important because if you come into leading thinking you're the absolute best, you're, you will be shut off from the world and you wouldn't be a leader, you'd be a dictator. Sometimes the leader knows what's best, but also sometimes the the followers know what's best as well. But yeah, I hope that makes sense. But I think I should have another episode just to talk about leadership and service and everything like that. But for now, I'll leave it at that. A leader is not the smartest person in the group. The leader is a facilitator and the leader is just the middle ground finder. Huh? Yeah. Okay, next. Oh, yeah. Also, leaders are given the power by the people, so you are nothing without them. Yeah, just never forget that the people who you serve are the... Like, that they're the reason why you lead. Who are you... Like, you're not a leader if you're not leading anyone. Like, respect the people that you lead as well. Because if it's not, if it, it, if it wasn't for them, you would not be in your position. Like, they chose you to guide them through something. They gave you that task. If you were alone, you are your own leader and you are also your own follower. So essentially, you're just nothing. Get? Parang, you're nothing without them. So yeah, respect. Just respect. And I like that I said that because it really goes to show that I was really learning more about leadership and opening my horizon to new things. And that means a lot to me because I was so afraid um, when I was growing up and I wasn't a leader and I was so soft-spoken because it's like, oh, you're learning to stand up for yourself, but you're also learning to mend with everyone. What? Yeah. Anyway, next. Five. You're never going to be the big fish in the pond. See, I, I, told, I told you guys this is what I was talking about. I was obsessed with the saying before. You are never going to be the big fish in the pond. There will always be someone better than you. You have to keep changing ponds to realize that you still have so much more to learn and so much space left to grow. Use it. I like that. I love, I love this um, analogy, the big fish little pond thing. Like, uh, when I was in high school, I had a very small batch. And obviously, the smaller the population is, the easier it is to... I guess differentiate every single person. Like, oh, this person's like this, and she's unique because no one else in the fifty group, fifty people are like that. Parang it's so it's so much easier to differentiate people. But when there are more people and it's more diverse, parang it's like shit. It's harder to, you know, put yourself above someone else, or like, compare yourself against the group because it's, like, everyone is so special. And, I don't know, for me, it's, like, you just need to constantly keep 
challenging yourself and putting yourself in uncomfortable situations because it's in the discomfort uh where you learn to grow you know uh that's basically what i just said with the big fish little pond thing but i don't believe in settling i don't believe that you should go somewhere where it's easy because you're not gonna learn anything from some place that you already know everything about you know like for example if i go to um if I'm in elementary school until 30 years old, I will for sure be the best in my class because, duh, I already know this because I'm so much older than everyone else and I've already learned this last year and whatever, whatever, whatever. But when you go to high school at 31, it's like, oh my god, I'm stupid now because I was in such an easy environment for such a long time that now that I'm in a more difficult environment, parang, oh no, like, I'm not as good as I actually thought I was. Like, you need to keep challenging yourself because it helps you in the long run because you're able to handle more, like, difficult situations and i don't know i just like that obviously go out of your comfort zone and see what's in store for you there okay next six guys can you tell i'm getting a little bit drained from this this is a lot okay let's go (sighs) six life doesn't stop for anybody time goes on regardless of how scared you are how much you don't want something to happen what what (laughs) sorry i'll read it again life doesn't stop for anybody time goes on regardless of how scared you are or how much you don't want something to happen when the time comes for something to happen face it head on because one way or another you're going to have to face it so might as well get over it with it Huh? Get it over with so you stop wasting your time on worrying over it. I think this was something to do with um confidence for me. I was always afraid to like speak in front of class and shit like that. And I was like, well, there's no use in fearing it because it's gonna happen anyway. Time will still keep ticking. Even if you're scared of it, it's like the, why it's like a waste of energy and it's a waste of time to be afraid of something that is inevitable. Yeah, see, I can I can you know, talk, I can words. <sighs> yeah, that's basically it. I said it in shorter in a shorter sense. <laughs> what? I said it more concisely now than I did before, but that's okay cuz I was like a flowery writer. Anyway, 7 Find something you love and grow with it. Finding an anchor to keep you grounded and to keep you sane is important because it helps you release. Yeah, I mean, I still say this until now. Find something you love and let it flow. Like, let it grow with you. Do it. Like, again, pour your love into something that's worth it. And you will see the fruits of your result. Uh, fruits of your result. Fruits of your labor. You will see it one day. It will take time, but it's worth it. Find something you love and allow yourself to grow in that aspect and in that area because 
it makes you a more interesting person as well. Yes. Okay. Next. Okay. Find something you... I wait, joke. <laughs> I just heard that. <laughs> Sorry. Passion is attractive. And I don't mean this romantically lang. When someone is inspired by something and when they love what they're doing, it drives you to find inspiration and love what you're doing too. When you keep your fire burning and it burns strong, people will come to you like a moth to a flame. Oh, that's nice. I think that was because I, people were telling me at the time, like, I'm so passionate and it inspires them as well. And I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> like, I think passion passion is so attractive because it's like, if you don't have anything that you feel strongly about, what's the point of being alive? What? What? <laughs> I know some people still have a hard time finding their passion and that's okay. Like, I get, I understand that it doesn't come as easily to other people, especially because I just feel strongly about so many things that it's so much easier for me to find the passion. But for other people, normally it takes years and years to find something that actually means something to them. It comes with growth and it comes with maturity that you find something that you love. I think take it easy on yourself. Like, you don't have to force yourself to love something, but do it. Try your best to find something that means something to you. Because it attracts, it's parang, it does attract people to you. Like, for example, I guess me with this podcast, I really do feel strongly about this podcast and I actually really love it. Um, And I have been getting messages about this podcast and like, feedback and like people who are hitting me up to talk about their feelings and everything like that it attracts people to you because they resonate with your feelings and they want to be with people who feel the same things because again people are always going to look for a community to belong in people just want to be to belong in a collective and yeah Passion is just something that helps, you know, sort people out. Yeah. Oh, here, see? Wow, guys, it's like I read this before. It's like I wrote this, huh? Like, I don't know what I'm gonna say next, no? See, this connects with what I just said. Number nine. Surround yourself with the people you want to be. This is like the moth to the flame thing, except this time you're the moth. When you surround yourself with a certain group of people, you end up acting like them. So it's good to surround yourself with who you with who you aspire to be. So you end up being like them too. I used a lot of my friends as inspiration before. I was around such a good group of people. Like they're so hardworking, their work ethic is so good. Like uh if you if you're amongst the sharks if you're like swimming amongst the sharks, you become a shark as well. You become as tough as the sharks or something like that. I believe the big fish, little pond thing still applies because when you go into the, when you swim with the sharks, you get braver, you get tougher. And then one day, someone will think you're a shark and go to you. Like it's just a chain reaction type of thing. I, I really like it. I still believe that until this day. Yeah. 
And also, like, being around people who make you feel good. That's so important. Finding friends who are going to um, let you help you grow, whether it be inspiring you to move further on in your life or someone who doesn't necessarily inspire you but just pushes you further those people are so important but that you know at the time i was just like these people inspire me um and i want to stick with them i'll get into that uh i'll get into that more another episode again another easter egg huh but i'll get into that eventually where you shouldn't just be around people who are better than you because it will cause a lot of insecurity for you, a lot of comparisons. And it's really important to have people who will just push you further without having to be your competition. But at this time, I just was competing with everyone. It was really bad. But, you know, 17 years old, like what you don't know anything at this point yet. Anyway, next. High school isn't everything. Uh, number 10. High school isn't everything. You are still something outside of your high school life. Don't dive too far deep into the drama and such of high school because, believe it or not, there are bigger and better things in life that you should take notice of. Also, I'm really sorry if I'm like super, like I stagger with how I read. I really have a hard time reading out loud. And this is why people thought I was dyslexic before. My mom thought I was dyslexic when I was a kid, whatever. It's just hard for me to read out loud. I'm trying, though. I'm trying. Okay. Your social ranking in high school is literally nothing in the greater scheme of things. Honestly, you are still nothing in the world regardless of how popular you are in high school. So stop stressing about being popular or not. Why waste your time and effort on people who won't be with you in a matter of a few years? Yeah, that's true. I guess at this point, I was like, oh, am I popular? Oh, I'm not popular? Oh, man. It's like, the, it, I think everyone goes through that naman in high school where it's just, I don't know, is it like a natural thing that people just create hierarchies eventually? Like, I don't know. Or maybe it's just in my school where everyone was just like, you're better than her, she's better than you, blah, 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 blah. Like, it doesn't have to be that way. And I realized that in college, everything flattens out. When you get older, everything just flattens out. There is no more hierarchy. It's just everyone is on the same playing field. Everyone is just a person. It doesn't matter whether you were popular in high school or not. And if you hold on to your popularity in high school, maybe you should, you know, reflect on things and consider it. Because, like... It doesn't matter in the greater scheme of things. But if you think that your whole self-worth um, was based off of your popularity in high school, I feel really sorry for you because uh, that's, not, that's not it. That's not it. It's not. Yeah. Next. Okay. Eleven. Sometimes it's healthier to let go of people you love so that you may continue to grow. Sometimes they are not the ones holding you back, but you are holding yourself back because you want them to catch up with you. Sometimes love isn't enough to dictate what is a good relationship and what is not. Again, this was me going through the breakup with my best friend and with Charlie. I was just, well, not really with Charlie, but like 
with my best friend at the time. I was holding myself back so much so that this person that I loved could keep up with me. I wasn't going full throttle with things. I wasn't growing as fast as I could have grown because I wanted her to grow with me. And sometimes, yeah, it's nice to slow down for other people, but also it's so nice when you have someone who can just grow with you in in sync without having to force anything. I think it's so important that growth comes naturally. No one has to drag you up, nor do you have to slow down. You just happen to be walking with this person step by step and it just so happens that you guys are growing together. I heard it somewhere. I forgot where. But friendship is not something that should be like heavy. It should... Well, obviously, nothing is easy. No friendship is easy. Well, well no, that, that's not it. But like, no friendship should make you feel... Uh bad yeah no friendship should make you feel bad it's like you shouldn't be carrying someone else's baggage if you can't you know like a good friendship is something that you just feel right with it feels natural something forced is not very good as a friendship so yeah Anyway, next. Fate won't decide whether you have a good life or not. You do. God hands you situations and you're supposed to do something about it. It's like those story games that you make that make you pick what to do and you either get a good ending or a bad one. It's all your choice. Never blame God for a bad life just because it's bad in your standards. You choose to look at things a certain way and you decide whether it's bad based on what you think is bad huh what do you think is bad enough to be bad it would be your choice to look at things differently or keep it the same i think it's just like you know look at the silver lining of things some things are not as bad as it seems to be and don't you know bad things obviously if you look at it in that perspective yeah it's shitty but if you look at it in another perspective maybe it could be a little bit better and that's with um, the way I grew up nga, as I said earlier, of course it was shitty for me, of course I suffered through that, but looking at it in a different perspective, it's a silver lining because now there is someone in the family who knows what it feels like to be the black sheep. So the black, the next black sheep won't be the only black sheep because they're going to hug, like, you know, herd together and they won't feel as alone anymore. Like, gets, parang, greater scheme of things, it could be a good thing. 13. Nothing worth it comes easy. Nothing gets handed to anyone on a silver platter. Even rich people need to go through shit to get that. No one gets a good grade just because they're smart. No one gets rich just because they are. They try. Trying is so important in this life, and without it, you will be nothing, and no one will... No one in the greater scheme of things. 
yeah, I think this was just me being like, you have to try harder. You have to give effort into things because things aren't just going to be handed to you. Uh, I guess here, when I was saying the rich people don't... Uh, like, the rich people still have to go through shit and whatever. I was not taking into account privilege yet at the time and everything. Obviously, things are so much easier for the rich. Um, but... I guess I was saying that life doesn't come easy. And even from a privileged standpoint, you have to do something about your privilege and you have to do it, like do something worthwhile with it. And most of the time, something worthwhile is something that you put effort into. So yeah, we're almost done, guys. 14. You don't need to be in a relationship in order to be assured that there's someone out there who loves you. Oh shit. I like that. I'm gonna say that again. <laughs> you don't need to be in a relationship in order to be assured that there's someone there who loves you. Shit. Oh my god. At Oh my god. I was... Oh. Oh man. After 2017, I was really looking for relationships. Like, I was so desperate to be in a relationship because I thought that that's the only way I could love. And I clearly forgot that I even wrote this down. But I always believed in the one is the one thing when I was growing up. And before, my one is the one was my best friend. And when I lost her, I was like, okay, where's my next one is the one? Where is this person? And I thought it was in my like romantic partners. I thought it was blah, 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 blah. But really, it made me feel so much better when I just realized that one is the many. You don't have to be loved by just one person. You can be loved by so many people and dude that's already enough that's already a lot of love and that's enough love that like to fill your cup gets 15 peace comes to people in different ways hmm. Well, I just realized like I got quiet. I didn't realize I got quiet at that. Like I just sat like uh, I don't know. Peace comes to people in different ways. So basically, when I was seventeen years old, I was put into this group, um, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yes, I came from a Catholic all girls school. So shut up. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, we're put. We're like we fish from a fish bowl. The gift of the Holy Spirit, whether it be joy, patience. Uh, what Christ-centeredness and shit like that. Um, it's on a piece of paper. And they told us that whatever we get is something that we need from the Holy Spirit. And the paper that I got or the gift that I got from the Holy Spirit was peace. And I was like, why do I even need peace? I don't need peace. Like, I'm I'm fine. Like, I don't need it. Like, I I live in the chaos and I'm fine with it. I thrive in chaos. But... I was put into a group with people who also needed peace in their lives and it felt so nice because we were all in this we were all in this journey together where we all were looking for peace 
together. It's like we all didn't have it. And throughout the school year, we were each other's support groups um, in finding that peace. And they ended up becoming one of my closest friends in high school. Like, they are so important to me. And my heart, like, my heart goes out to them. And no matter what, I just want to see them grow. And I just, I just want them to keep looking and keep finding peace and where where like where wherever it may be because i found peace in them i found like the thing that was causing chaos in my heart or in my life was the fact that i didn't feel loved and peace came to me when i realized that this group loved me and I have groups of people that love me. It doesn't have to be one is the one. Anyway, next. 16. The worst things in life are the best lessons you could be taught. You'll hurt once and it'll hurt like a bitch, but you'll never have to hurt again if you learn from your mistakes. 17. You have to push your boundaries so that you may widen your horizon. Challenge yourself always and never stay inside the box. You only grow when you are not confined in your comfort zone. Okay. Understandable. <laughs> That's it. Like, thank you. That's it. Like, I already explained those more uh, <laughs> throughout the episode, but it was really nice to hear, to, like, read again. It's really nice to read this. Like, it means a lot that I was able to grow so much from 2017 to now. And it really helps. Um, I guess, I don't know. It really helps to be reminded of the things that I learned in the past because it's really, really easy to forget like those lessons and I will keep it in my heart and I will I don't know I, I guess I'll reflect on it more I'm really like huh I'm really like sluggish today huh guys I don't know it it meant a lot to me kind of heavy as well for me but I hope you guys picked up something from the things that I picked up when I was 17 that girl went through a lot but, you know, if I could talk to her now, I'd really just be like, it's okay. Those things that you went through before, honestly, prepared you for what you're going through now. And whatever you learned from the past really helped your future self. Which is me, because it really did help me. Um, life goes on. Just as... 17-year-old Carlisle said, life really goes on. And it helps to hold on to the good parts of life, but also let go. My face is like scrunched up like, what? Did that make sense? It's good to hold on to the good parts, but it's also good to let go so that you can move forward and grow some more. I feel like I just keep talking about growth, 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 you know? But it's really, really important. And I feel like it should be something 
that you have in mind all the time. Always, always, always think about your growth. And yeah, I think I'll leave it at that. <sighs> I'm a rest now, guys. I'm gonna read my book. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want me to do the other years, like what I learned in 2018 or what I learned in 2019, um, I guess let me know. Um, I love you very, very much. I hope that you guys have a good week ahead of you or had a good week this week. Um, and yeah, I guess I'll see you next week. Bye!